my name is Danny Benson, host of I'm Proud of You, Sis. Thank you for joining. Please like, share, follow, comment. Um, I so appreciate all your support. And don't forget to watch me on cable on channel 20 at 9 a.m. every Saturday. I hope everyone had a beautiful day today. I'm so happy you can join me. Today I have Ashley Gibbs here to talk about entrepreneurship and you know the good things about entrepreneurship, the hard things about entrepreneurship and and how to launch a brand. You know, right now a lot of people are looking for second incomes especially because of inflation. So we want to talk to this person who is an entrepreneur to get the ins and outs of how to be successful in the entrepreneurship game. So I want to I want to welcome Ashley Gibbs. Hi, Danny. Good afternoon. How are you? Fine. How was your day today? It was well and yours. Great, great. I wanted to talk to you about entrepreneurship because a lot of people are, are diving into it more ever since more ever since after COVID because a lot of people are looking for second incomes. Um, inflation is here. A lot of people don't want to go back to work because they want to pursue their dreams and they had a lot of time sitting at home and thinking about how they can manage their finances to maybe pursue their passion. So I know you are an entrepreneur and you launch brands and I and, and you're a woman too. So how difficult it is to even get into the entrepreneurship game? Well, first thing first, it's all in your faith. So when you launch a brand, you have to sit down and you have to say to yourself, am I ready for this? You know, and you have to believe in yourself. You have to look in that mirror and you have to say, I'm that person. And once you realize that you're that person, you're able to move forward. The second thing is you need to come up with a plan. What does that plan actually look like? And that plan has to be efficient, effective, and executable. It can't be just something that you think, oh, I'm going to go out and I'm going to open up a brand and it's, it doesn't work in that manner. It works when you completely plan it out and you have everything set in place. Now, will it always go according to plan? Of course not. There will be issues that you will encounter, but you push through. You create a team, if you can, at that time, because sometimes when you're in small business, it's hard to have a team. It's hard to pay people. You may not have that additional disposable income to create a salary, but you figure it out in terms of who else is on the same path as me? Who else is like-minded? So with that being said, the best way to move forward after you've created your plan, you've started to execute it, is to now say, is this working for me? After about a six-month trial, six to 12 months, you look at it and you say, is this making me money or am I losing too much money? If it's losing money and you still feel like it's going to move forward, eventually you see the momentum building and you can stick it out another couple of months as long as you have the additional nest egg 
in place. If your money is dwindling and you're down to your last cents, you stop. There's nothing wrong with saying, I'm not going to move forward. You're never a failure. It's always a learning experience and you move on to the next best thing. So when you say you're not a failure, how do you, if this is your dream and you, and you've always wanted to do this, what do you, so the decision is financial is a financial decision. If you should stop pursuing your dream, because sometimes when you are an entrepreneur in the beginning, you probably are going to be more in the red than in the black. So what is that determining factor? Is it because you can't pay your bills? You can't live your lifestyle? Like what is that determining factor? So you know, okay, enough. The determining factor is when you, you will feel it. You will feel it. It's not going to just be in the pocket. You're going to feel it mentally, emotional, emotionally, financially, spiritually. You will feel it. You will know when it's time to get out. You will know if you're overwhelmed. You'll know if you're draining yourself. If you're in something because it's a dream, that's great. But dreams don't always pay bills, right? So when you see that the dream is not going the way that it should go, according to plan, then sometimes you have to back up, regroup, maybe take a break and come back and do it again. Now come back stronger. I've been there. I've, I've had a business. I did at the time say I failed, but as time went on, I realized that I did not fail. I just went through a process to be able to make me stronger. Now, my first hair company, when we met, um, you know, I had to get out of that business because I lost everything because I kept going. I just was like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up. And I remember once it was like, I, I just can't do it anymore. I have to go get a regular job, you know, a, a job that's going to pay me a salary right now because I, I lost all my savings in my initial business. And I remember my mentor at the time telling me, like, you didn't fail. You just went through the growing pains. So now do it again. Now you know where you failed. You, you know where you went wrong at. So fix it. And that's what I did. And now I've never had that problem again because I know when I see the rough times, if it doesn't look like we're going to come out of that patch, I'm gone. I'm not going to stick around too long. So when he, when he says, what lessons did you learn from, from that hair business that, you, that makes you stronger now with the new ventures that you are pursuing? Can you say that again? I'm sorry, we lost connection. What, what um, lessons that you learned from your hair business as you move forward into your new ventures that you can share with the public? Well, the lesson that I learned in the hair business was that a lot of people are gonna want things for free when it comes into the marketing point. I also learned that marketing was very important in that particular industry, which is beauty. And also I learned that I was a borough of the curve and I've always been first to market in a lot of my businesses. And at that time, people weren't ready to move forward with what we call now bundle hair, pure Indian raw hair. They, they were not in touch with that space. They were still in the pack hair space, which was being sold by Asian uh, entrepreneurs. And I was a black entrepreneur in my community and they was not ready to support that. So what I did not, what, what I did not realize was that 
I should have gone and did more marketing. I was doing guerrilla marketing because I didn't have the money to do digital marketing and things like that. And and at mm-hmm. that time, which is 10 years ago, digital marketing wasn't not as successful as it is today. Mm-hmm. It was it was there, but it was extremely expensive. And you needed to have someone who was very savvy in that field to come in to help you do it. And I didn't have the money to pay someone to do that. I had six interns working for me that I did not have to pay, but they were starting to feel it because I was working them so hard because I'm a hard worker. Mm-hmm. And it started to crumble because my interns was like, listen, we got to go make some money. I had college students. They like, you know, we keep, we're here every day and we're not really making any money. We're making a little money here and there, but that was the money that was paying the rent in the shop. You know, so at the end of the yeah. day, I realized that I also should have stayed in the partnership that I initially had when I first got the deal to get in the hair business. I turned that partnership down because I felt it was a bad deal. But instead of me going back and saying, hey, you know, can we reconsider this deal or can we negotiate this deal again or I counter offer to the deal Mm -hmm. that you've given me? I just Mm -hmm. immediately I emotionally reacted versus Mm -hmm. financially reacted. Or I, I didn't come to a place where I could understand what they were offering. I was just understanding what I was feeling. And mm. business is not based off a of feeling, it's based off a of fact. Mm. Wow, because you were definitely like the first person that I met. I remember you were grinding, like it was human hair from India. And right. you were right. Everyone was still doing package hair. And I remember you had your car, your bags, you had all the <laughs> hair in there and you were going from place to place and you, right. and you had like a place. Oh my God. I remember <laughs> yes. you know, people don't even know, like you have such an amazing story because <laughs> where I see you now, you inspire me because I, you know, I don't want to give up. And even if you do fail, it's not really failing. You are right. It is growing pains, meaning that right. it's lessons that you have to learn so you can be better the next time you 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 you, you go right. at it again you're sharper you're wiser you're more wittier you know you're more destined now to get to that finish line because you understand what it takes it's just like an athlete they have to keep practicing and practicing and practicing and practicing to get to that super bowl right because it doesn't just happen when you get on the court the first time you're going to take some losses you're going to take some bumps some bruises you're going to take a lot of pain before you get to that final Super Bowl, and you still gotta win when you get to the Super Bowl. And you that's know? a lot of pressure. And when you, and when pressure. they tell, and when they tell you take the feelings out of it, do you think it's tougher for a woman? Because sometimes, not judge, not judging women, we put our feelings and emotions into it um, more. Are we taking more personally because we are a more nurturing group? Do you think sometimes that makes us? weaker in business and we have to learn how to compartmentalize and separate things and not take things as personal? I don't think so. I think women are extremely strong, especially women who are mothers. Um, I feel like if you can have a baby, you can do anything. (laughs) Um, Right about that. And I do feel (laughs) that that a lot of times we get categorized because we are women and people think that immediately you're emotional or you're not prepared for the challenge. Um, but I think everybody just deserve, deserves an opportunity. If an opportunity is given and you have the right tools laid before you, then I think anything is possible if you know how to configure. 
you know so no i don't think that women are the the lesser of the the lesser of the two i think That's they true. are actually the tigers in the jungle because we are the ones who can pull everything together not to say that men not to say that men are not amazing because they mm-hmm. are as well you need both mm-hmm. you know yeah. but I think women pull everything together the most because we are moms. We do have more instinct than men. We do have a fighter, a stronger fight. You know, whereas a man is more physically stronger, we're more stronger internally. So we understand what that punch is to the gut. You know, when when things happen um, that most people cannot handle. It's just like... No. When you're going into delivery and you have the contractions, that punch to the gut is yes. insane. So I feel insane. like that's the same and, thing. And, and we push through. We push we through push to the through. point that we do it again. We do it we again. Do it again. Right. We keep do it doing again. it. We, we, we keep doing it. We know the pain, but we know that we have to keep at it and keep doing it. So, so let me tell you something. How does it feel to be an entrepreneur? Is it more satisfying than working in corporate America from your take? For my personal take, absolutely. Um, I've done both. So I understood what it was to be on both sides of the coin. Um, If you're somebody who is just cool with receiving a check every two weeks, I applaud you. Um, But I'm not that person. I'm somebody who needs to make money every day, all day. And I need to understand where my money is coming from. If I'm working for someone, they're just giving you a specific task. And that's the task that you're fulfilling. But when you own your own business, you have to know everything that is happening in your business from A to Z. From the person who is opening the store to cleaning the store to the tax man who is doing your taxes. You have to understand every single um, alignment of the business in order for it to be successful. I don't want anybody to tell me what time I need to be into work. That is, to me, it doesn't work. Um, if I want to come in at 5 in the morning, I want to come in at 5 in the morning. If I want to come in at 10 a.m., I want to come in at 10 a.m. So I don't feel that it's necessary for someone to have me um, along their lines. I want to live amongst my lines. And I want to be successful enough for me. I don't want you to tell me what is success. I know what success is. I now have four businesses. So I understand completely what success is, how to achieve it, and how to take it to the next level. And also something big, Danny, that I think is important for women is to align yourself with other women to whom have the same ideologies and they they put you in different perspectives meaning that they cheer you on. They introduce you to other people who can help your mm-hmm. business grow. Mm-hmm. They don't talk behind your back. Mm-hmm. They make you feel like, wow, I can trust you. You mm-hmm. know, it's not catty. Because, you know, in a lot of industries, it's difficult to get along with other women for some mm-hmm. reason, which is really, really, really frustrating because you want to grow with other women. But sometimes you're just like, hey, I'm just they call me a man's girl i'm always <laughs> with men too. yeah, yeah i'm, 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 I'm always with men i'm always doing business with men because i can't get along with women for too long 
I, I try, but it's just, mm-hmm. I haven't been super successful. But now I'm older now, so I kind of know how to pick better to whom I want to be around. So it's becoming more of a success with being around more women in the same genre of what I'm doing. So what are the so how, when you say you know how to pick just for the audience, how how do you know how to pick? Um, you could kind of tell. Like my first opening conversation, I could really tell if you're somebody I even want to give my energy to. So you have to start with that energy. Like, okay, if that is that person giving you back the same energy that you're giving off, are they personable? Do do you do you feel like there's a little shade in the room? You know, does it mm. feel warm and fuzzy? Just from the door. Yes. If it's not that, it's over. Okay, well, it's a pleasure meeting you. Thank you. There's nothing wrong with saying I don't want you in my space. It's nothing wrong with it. You know, you can always be cordial, but we don't have to be friends. There's a difference. And a lot of people get that screwed up, especially in our generation now. Everybody wants a title. I'm a friend. A friend is something you have to earn. A friendship is something you earn. It's not something that is given. Yeah. you know no we've been I mean, friends 10 years years yes we've been friends for a long time and i am so proud of you i look up to you i Vice love versa. your grind yeah i i mean i love your grind you're you're an amazing mom thank you you too amazing amazing son and it's like so hard sometimes to balance you know being a mom being an entrepreneur it's it, you know it gets to be a lot and that's why i commend you and your effort because every time i see ashley i see ashley making moves i know ashley could write a book because i see you in circles yeah i want to write a book soon i do that's something that's on my bucket list um is to get a book out eventually and just i want to inspire younger women who feel like how could i do this like it's anything is doable um i come from saint nicholas projects and in harlem new york and I, you know, I moved to the Bronx when I was 10 years old to a gated community. It was like the Jeffersons. So mm. I was able to live a different lifestyle. Of course, my grandmother gave me an amazing opportunity. She put me in parochial school and I soared. But like I always say in the beginning, you need the opportunity to soar. And I, and I was given yeah. that, um, luckily within my family structure. But sometimes it's not within the family structure. Maybe sometimes it's just an outsider who can believe in you and see something that maybe your family doesn't see. Doesn't so see. I want to be able to 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 make someone feel like, you know, you can do anything that you put your mind to as long as you put the work in. The work is the key to success. So do you feel like uh, a, a lot of the young generation are feeling more of an entitlement versus when we were growing up? Absolutely, because they're lazy. Everything is given to them. It's instant gratification. Do you, do you, do you blame us, though, for us, for us giving course, them everything? Of course, because you know our family probably worked us, our families worked us harder. Mm-hmm. So And they mm-hmm. gave us less. So we had yes. less, and we got worked harder. These people, these kids have more, and they don't work at all. Look, my son, I, I make him take out the garbage, and he's like, why? Like, are you going to pay me $25 a week? Didn't say got the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I'm asking you, did we cause that? Because I my theory is because we did have less and our parents said more no's and yes. We yes. worked hard for it. So mm-hmm. our thing was like, you know what? When we have kids, we're gonna we're gonna make up for what our parents didn't give us. 
right? Absolutely. And then, so now the kids have the phones, the iPad, the computers, the sneakers. Don't even, the don't games. even have to work hard for it. They get everything. But then I'm like, oh, I'm like, wow. But we're we're making them miss a step. We're we're taking the grind out of them. We're taking the hustle out of them. We're taking the Every time my parents said no, we we would be like, oh, really? Okay, I'm gonna show you I can do it. So we we would go get that job. We would we would find ways to get what we wanted, even though our parents right. didn't want to do it. My so grandmother we, said we... something like that the other day. Like I would go and sneak jobs when I was in high school. <laughs> She'd be like, well, "Where are you working at?" I'm like, "I'm I'm working at the Circle Line now." She's like, "Well, I didn't know you wouldn't take the interview with the Circle Line." <laughs> No, but that was like our generation, though. Our yes. parents said no. And we were like, okay, we got to go get that job. I don't know. It was Always. Like five dollars an hour, six dollars an hour. I was just, <laughs> you, you were just making it happen. And then you were walking in, your parents were like, oh. So you oh, where'd you, you get that extra it. money from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. But you know what? That, that, that built a character in me where... You know, when someone said no to me, it's like, oh, I, I, I understand how to get it. So you're going to say no to me. I'll know how to get around you, through you, because I, I learned how to hustle. So what can we do for our kids now to kind of switch them back to the mode of how we were raised? Take the game away. And the game gives my, us time, gives us free time. I know. I know. I have, I have one. I, I know. I have. I I'm gonna tell you something. I feel the like the game iPad, is horrible. I, I feel like the iPad is a new is a new crack cocaine. Yeah, the like iPad, the game. It's very addictive. You you pull it away. I sometimes I pull it away from my kids. They kid. ready I'm to fight. Like, they ready to fight you when you pull it away. Oh, I know. That's. I mean, I'm like, and I really want someone to write a book about that. I think it's really an addiction. Like the kids can't get off of it. You take that away, it's like their whole life is over with. That's why I don't even want to introduce them to the phone. But we got to put the grind in our children. We, we, but then we you got, they have to have a phone now because due to the fact that, you know, times are different. They have to have something that they can contact us on immediately. So, but you know what? So, you know what? Times are different. You think times are worse now? Because when we were growing up, we didn't have a phone and we managed to get from A to B. I think times are worse now because I think people are bolder. You know, people snatch a kid in the middle of the day where back in the day, it wasn't like that. It was more discreet. You know, your kid went missing. You didn't really know how, but now people are snatching kids via the game. Like, Hey, meet me right here. You know? And because the games are so impressionable upon the kids, they're actually able to, to get them to do things that we probably wouldn't have done. So it's important for them to have the phone so they can be tracked. That's why I like it. I can track no. them. I can find out what they're doing. I mean, like my son can't download anything unless I know about it. And yeah, again, I'm a work in progress with that as well because I'm I'm busy very often. So I do let him play the game a lot, but I do know that it's just not good because again, when he does something that I don't like or I'm not very fond of, it's difficult to say, hey, give me the game. It's like, it's an argument or it's a fight. And I'm like, I shouldn't be arguing with my 13-year-old. You know, I, I wouldn't even dare do anything like that we'll when, I was, that. when I was 13. I was, I was scared to death. So, but I, I don't think I instilled that, that fear that we had. You know, remember, I had no TV. My girl didn't yeah. take TV for the month. Not the week, the month. The month. 
And you better have read a book every day with some type of book report at the mm-hmm. end of the week to know what yeah. that's about. So, so okay, so how, how are we going to build a future generation to withstand what is going on in our current situation? I mean, there's inflation. There's, there's so much going on in, our, in, in the country right now. Are, are these kids ready for the battle to come? Um, I don't think that they're ready because, again, everything is just given to them versus them having to work for it. And in a battle, you have to be able to train. And a lot of them, they don't even know what training is because just everything is set before them because we felt that we were negligent of things. So we've given them everything that we felt that we lacked. But the way that we can increase um, the visibility of our children getting better is to work together. We have to come together as parents, as moms, as dads, and we need to come up with the plans. Like again, it's important for us to share mm-hmm. ideas and work together to execute them. If if you can't do anything alone, it always takes a village to raise children. Yeah. And yes, if you don't work together, you, it's it's like you're trying to figure out everything on your own, and, and it just doesn't work. It's overwhelming, and sometimes it's mind-boggling, and, and that could create a sense of doubt within yourself, and that's not something that you want as a parent. No, you definitely don't want that. Ashley, I want to ask you, how, how, how do you sow your, your, your high self-esteem, high self-worth, like, was that ingrained in you or it was no, something along no, the way no, with no. failures and just building yourself um, up? Because when I listen to you, I'm like, wow, like this woman, see, you know, you deserve to be in the room. Mm-hmm. When I listen to you, it's like, you have this confidence. Like I have a seat on the table and I'm not even going to ask you. I'm just going to pull it out. I'm and just going to sit down. down. Yes. Yeah. Without saying, excuse me. Can I sit here? No, that's please? my seat. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you build how did you build this this confidence? The bumps and bruises. The the people saying that, you know, maybe you don't belong or shunning me because I wasn't a size eight or I wasn't light skinned or I wasn't, you know, graduate of Harvard. I I sound very well educated, but I went to a black college, you know, but at the end of the day, what I learned was, is that I'm a deal maker and I'm a deal executor and I know how to get the deal funded. So once I learned that I knew how to do that, I was like, oh, it's not a lot of people out here who could do this. Oh, so that's what it is. It's the deal maker, the deal funder. Those you are the people. Niche. You found your niche. Yeah, I found my niche. And once I found my niche, I was like, oh, I have to live up to this niche. So I looked in the mirror every single day and I told myself, I'm that lady. I'm that person. And it would get me hyped up and it gives me my my little zhuzh. And I go out and I become Ashley, you know, because Ash is just a person who, you know, is just cool and more relaxed. But when I'm Ashley, it's like, don't play with me. Because I know I know my stuff. You know, well, you, can't, you can't roll me around in, in a circle and think I don't know what's going on. Because that's what happens a lot of times in business. A lot of people come out and they just try to spin you. But if I know that you're really spinning me, I'm like, oh, oh, that's what, oh, that's not it. So then I come with the right answer and everybody is like, oh, my God. 
Like she knows. Well, I want to tell our viewers, Cable, thank you for joining. I'm proud of you, sis. I'm host Benny Benson. And I want to say I'm so proud to my wonderful guest, Ashley Gibbs. I'm so proud of her, sis. Thank you for tuning in. And for our live audience, please hold on a second. Thank you. Sure. Oh, back? Yes. Yes, awesome. Ashley. So what were you saying? Okay, so, okay. So you, you talked about your, your, your weight and appearance and a lot of people would have faltered. A lot of people would have been like, because this world is so physical. It's, all, it's right. all about the, especially when you're women, it's all about the way you look, the way you look. You could be the smartest person in the room and it all comes down to, oh, the way you look, the way you look. How did you push through the, the, the physical part? Meaning that, because, you know, people, Lizzo, I think she's beautiful. Like, I, I'm not factuated with the way someone looks. I, what interests me is someone's brain. That's what gets me, like, me excited too. about somebody. You know, I don't care about the way the person looks because looks is superficial. I, I know so many pretty girls who have, like, horrible hearts, not that smart. Right. So I can't base things on, oh, they, 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 the hair is right, their nails is right. So that means right. they have credibility. You know, what credibility is to me is when I listen to what their brain is saying and what exactly. conversations they're talking about. Exactly. So uh, how did you push through in a world of just like, especially Vanity. the industry you're in? Yes. Um, I realized that my brain was pretty. Wow. You know? I love and then that. once my brain was, once I realized my brain was pretty, I was like, oh, wow, you're gorgeous. You know? And wow. and then that was it. Once I knew that, it was just a, you couldn't take anything from me. I've always been a dresser, you know. I've always been snazzy. Um, so that was like this. That was a bonus, you know. And then when I realized it was just, I had the smarts to compete with the top, with the best of the best. I said, "Oh, it's oh, it's me. I'm that girl." It's. It's just not, nobody can't take nothing from me no more. Whereas before I was like, oh, I was like, oh, you know, I was real timid. And, but I was aggressive, but I was timid. But then I learned how to deal with the room. And I learned how to deal with, with personalities. You know, personality is big. You know, sometimes you got to go high and low. Sometimes you can't be so aggressive. I used to be really aggressive and, mm -hmm. you know, always just like, oh, like, that's not it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to come down a little bit and listen more versus talk. And then come up with the solution later after they tell you what the budget is. Oh, <laughs> you definitely got to write a book. These kids need to know you're dropping knowledge right, right now. Right. You are, and, and, this is, and you know what it is? You have, you have, street, you have street smarts, but you also have book smarts. Right. You're like you're like a threat because right. it's like you could get into crowds and you're a chameleon. You know, you, the way you're successful in networking and in crowds is always knowing how to read the room. Right. Always knowing, you know, the, the handshake has to be firm. Like I shake firm. people's hands like firm, like because this is business. This is not it's not a personal. This is this is right. business. I'm going to I'm going to shake, shake your hands like I mean it. This is business. Right. Right. So, so when you walk into a room and there's other 
people there, what are the three things that you want them to know about you? That I don't take no the crap. Room. The first thing is I don't play. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, is when are we going to cut the check? That's the second thing. So you like the and clothes. The third, right. And the third thing is come to me after you've done your due diligence on who I am. Mm. And that's my three things. Because at the end of the day, you got to know who you're dealing with. That's why when you said read the room, know that I'm not somebody who just woke up and said I wanted to be here. I'm somebody who made it here. And I belong. I wasn't invited. I brought myself in. Because I know that I belong here. And just like you have money and things of that nature, I may not be a billionaire, but I'm comfortable so I can understand the conversations that you're having and I can sit there and be fulfilled with you just as you fulfill with me. Amazing. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean uh, amazing because I, 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 I hear the younger generation who feel offended about the... Look, bullying is bad. I, I get it. All these yeah, things bullying, that happen. But I mean, you we know what? Bullied. But we got bullied. I, yeah, I they used to right call me Free Willy. They used to call me Free Willy when I was young and I used to play basketball. I was like one of the only black girls in a Catholic school with a bunch of Italian people. That's why I got, I got so tough. Mm. And um, it was devastating. I used to come home and cry all the time. And I remember my grandmother like, yo, get up. Like, what is free Willie? What is that? She's like, Dude, what What are you talking about? Get to the books. And I used to be like, but mama, what, what, are, what are you talking about? It hurts my feelings. Feelings? She said, feelings don't pay the bills. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I guess. And then I, I went back to school and I was tough. And, and I'm not saying you should fight, but I remember beating up the person who told me that I was free willy and then everybody backed off. Now everybody wanted to be my friend. And that's just kind of what it is in life too. That's I'm not saying be violent, but what I am saying is you have to make the one person an example who thinks mm-hmm. they're the loudest in the room. Mm-hmm. You got to stand up for yourself. I tell you have to stand up for yourself and be secure when mm-hmm. you're standing up for yourself. Don't be trembling and shaking. You have to be secure and know that, yes, it is me, it is I, and I am she. Mm. Oh, wow. I, I, I am so <laughs> proud of you, sis, because Thank you. I, w- I was bullied, too. And sometimes I think that that's why we all had, like, this tough armor, mm-hmm. you know, our, our generation, because we, 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 we were used to the all the bad words, harassment, and we still had to go to school every single day and, and find ways to deal with it or stand up for yourself. But we took it in and it made us stronger. And I'm not saying bullying is a good thing, but I feel like the kids these days, I think that we're making them weaker to say that if someone is bullying you, I tell my kids all the time, stand up for yourself, say something back, you know, exactly. get, your, get, get, get your confidence together. Say something yes. back, you know, now it's, you know, run and tell the teacher, but make them scared. You, you because know, a bully, know. a bully focuses on your weaknesses and they know that there's something in you that you don't have that they have. have. So 
Now you need to step up and show them that you have that and more. Yeah. But sometimes a bully is weak too. They're testing you. Of course. It's all a test. Like sometimes they're insecure, weak, can't fight Mm -hmm. you. But because you're not speaking up and standing up for yourself, they poke at you more. But the moment you roar, they, they fall back. They're like, oh, we can't mess with that one. Absolutely. That's what, I, that's what I want people to understand in entrepreneurship. If you feel like you belong someplace, you need to make it known, I belong here, and you need to roar. So people who doubt you will fall back. And then you show them through examples and your actions and your accolades why I do belong here. And, and I feel like sometimes in the industry that we are in sometimes, you get intimidated by the gossip, the bullying, the talking behind the back. You know, all of these things that make you sometimes scared to walk into the room because you're trying to figure out what are they going to say next? But of I course. commend people who get talked about and still stand tall in, in their own self and say, I don't care what you're going to tell me about myself. I know where I'm going. I know my purpose and no one's going to stop me because you can't stop people from talking about you and you can't stop people from telling you, you can't do this. Right. And just, and just to piggyback on what you said about, you know, people in the industry who talk about you, they talk about you because they want to be you. They talk about you because they want to know what the heck are you really doing? Um, a lot of people don't even understand what I do. They just think that I'm in the industry, I'm in branding, I'm in marketing, but I've made my money in importing and exporting as well as real estate. I'm in real estate 20 years. So that's a lot of my back end, you know, money. And then everything else, it just comes along with it because you need it to amplify the businesses. Um, but what I've learned in a lot of those other companies and other businesses is that they don't even really have any money. They just have personality and presence, Mm -hmm. but that's not enough because you have to be able to pay people. You have to be able to pay for things. Remember, I told you 10 years ago, I couldn't even pay my workers, you know, but now it's like, I would never even take anybody on board to do anything for me unless I can make some type of payment to them because it's an uncomfortable feeling knowing that someone's doing a task for you and you're not making sure that they're straight. And that, and that comes with your, that comes with you having your, your integrity, your integrity is integrity. Your integrity is everything. You have confidence, you have integrity and you have leadership. And that is why I've always respected you. That is why I, I am so proud of you. Ashley, because you have stayed consistent. I mean, I, I've known you for 10 years, but even before that, you have stayed true and consistent of who you are and you, you did not let the industry change you to something that you were not. You actually Never. got even stronger, stronger right. in your self-love, stronger right. in who you are, you know, stronger in your business mindset, stronger in building your brand. Right. And that's why, and that's why people do respect you. And right. people who don't know what you what what you do, it doesn't really matter. And yeah, not at all. <laughs> not at all. It doesn't even matter no. because the fact that you're wondering what I do, spend time, constructive time, trying to figure out how you how you how you could get to know me and how we could do business together. Exactly. Stop worrying about my house 
worry about what we can do and collaborate together. Because exactly. that's all the petty. Is that's all the pettiness that is the pettiness not... is horrific. Uh, the well, women well, that I've aligned that... myself with now, like we all feel the same. Uh, one of my clients is the CEO of Boys and Girls Club of Harlem, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. she's coming out with a campaign called "You Matter," and mm -hmm. it's for our women. Like you matter, you know. Yeah. Stop worrying about what somebody else is doing. You matter. Be you. Understand you, because the moment you understand you, you will take off. It'll be a complete success. But the moment you keep wondering what someone else is doing, you're in their business, you're never going to be successful and you're never going to be blessed because, because you're, you're worrying time. about the wrong things. Yes, you're wasting time. That You're wasting the time that you're given to be thinking about things that really don't even matter in your success in life. Exactly. Doesn't matter. But Ashley, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy set schedule for coming thank on. You. I'm proud of you, sis. You know I am proud of you. Proud of you I as well. I am so happy you are glowing. I am so happy that you are where you at now. And I cannot wait to see where you at next year, two years from now, five right. years from now. Right. You will. I don't know if you're a millionaire yet because I'm not looking in your pockets. But if you're not, I know you are close to being a millionaire. So I want to say How I'm about proud this. Of you, I'm sis. I'm very comfortable. That's what we gonna ah! say. <laughs> <laughs> and I want everybody oh, to have... to go out and have the the drink Harlem Standard, which is um, our whiskey, where I'm one of the partners, and I want them to enjoy a glass of bourbon in an old fashioned or one of our recipes of Boulevard. Yeah. Um, you can find us at HarlemStandard.com. And I would love feedback on what they think of the brand. Definitely. Give your handle so they can send you feedback. My handle is Ash underscore housing on Instagram. And I'm under Ashley Gibbs um, on LinkedIn, Facebook, and TikTok. Thank you so much, Ashley, for coming on. I'm proud of you, sis. Thank you guys for Thank joining you. See you guys Have next a great week. day. Bye. Bye. Bye.